The daytime Emmys are upon us, and my guest today is part of a soap opera that has just been nominated for 11 daytime Emmys. So let's meet him on an all-new episode of Up Next. Hey everyone, it's John Contratti, and welcome to another episode of Up Next. Today, my guest is an Emmy award-winning actor, stage, film, and television. We all know him best as Dr. Craig Wesley on Days of Our Lives, which was just nominated for 11 daytime Emmy awards. Welcome, Kevin Spiritus. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, so you grew up where? Where'd you grow up? St. Louis, Missouri. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I left. I left for college at 17, and that was 1980, 80, 81, and went to a semester in Dallas at SMU, and then I just said, no, I'm going to New York, and then I broke into uh, stage in Broadway. Of course. So did, did you perform like in high school? Were you interested in acting in that in high school? Yes, I had a... Well, I had a wonderful teacher. Uh, she's still a friend of mine. Uh, her name is Joanne Smiley. And in first through third, she was my teacher, uh, a music teacher. And then she was, she was transferred to the middle school. So I had to wait three more years. And then I had her for three years in the middle school. And then she was my high school teacher for music. And Joanne really found this, um, she found a way to talk to everybody and get everybody interested in music. And she was like the Pied Piper and we all loved her. So it was really kind of um, her seeing and her understanding each student's magical something. And she knew I loved to sing. And that's kind of how I got introduced to musical theater. Plus, I loved all the film and television movie musicals. How could you not? So you moved to New York. So did you start in theater right away or were you doing more um, film and TV? Well, no, I was actually... um, I didn't even have a lot of auditions. If I really look at it, I, I was going to a couple of open calls. I was <laughs> I was constantly looking for a new place to live because I could sublet for two weeks here or a week and a half there or four weeks here. And But I really was only in New York for a, about three and a half months that first round of living there. And then I heard that there was a, there was a private call for a chorus line. And I said to my friend, Jamie Torsolini, we were walking by the Schubert Theater and I said, I want to be in that show. God, I wish they had an audition. And I was, you know, just boo-hooing. He goes, they're having a close call next week. You should take your picture and resume to the stage door and see if they have room. You can do that. <laughs> so that was my, that was my learning curve there. And I did that. And I told them, I said, um, I said, I heard you're having a close call. I'm not equity, but I'd love to audition. So got the job that day. There you go. So I was looking at your list of credits. There was a period of time where you made you make some films in the horror genre. Hills <laughs> Have Eyes Part 2, Friday the 13th Part 7. Do you like that genre? Uh, it was the genre that was hiring me at the time. And yes, I do. I actually... The genre, this genre, I'm the king of slasher film sequels. I mean, that's really kind of what it is. And I'm actually in negotiation right now to go and do a prequel of the subspecies series. Um, and that's very exciting because we just had so much fun at that cast. And this is like 30 years ago. So we're all like, what are we now? All of our characters have kind of died. So we're prequeling it and I'm going to be a vampire now. As you do in a vampire movie, you know. 
But, you know, I think, uh, I think every role one person gets, whether it's a, a concert or it's an, uh, even an audition, it's a movie, it's a television series, every role, there's something to be learned and, and, and taken from that experience that's part of you. And I think we're always working that out. I think we're always finding the, the common thread of that character and myself or whoever, whoever else is doing that. And for me, that's, yeah, I can be in that genre because something in there, there was a sliver of something that I had to work out and heal. I watch a lot of old TV shows. So the other day I was going through the channels and there you were on the <laughs> facts of facts, facts of, life. of life. Oh, I saw it too. <laughs> you and Nancy you McKean and Lisa Welchel. Uh, do you remember that? Oh, yes, I remember it. I remember it because I actually saw that rerun too the other day. It's very funny. And what was it like? What was it like working on that set? I'll tell you. Um, what I remember was it, it was not unlike going to the Friends set of that day because um, those girls, you know, they grew up in front of us on that, on that show. And, and that's a lot of, gr- I mean, and they were growing years. right in the coming of age, you know, a period of their lives. I think they were very protective of themselves. And here, here we are, we're trying to um, work as a group. And by the way, um, Cloris Leachman was also the headmaster of that school or that. Yeah, Charlotte Ray had left. Right. And I only have some of the greatest memories of Cloris Leachman running around, uh, screaming about something that she's passionate about. Just, was I too serious? Was that too loud? You know, like, was that too heartfelt? But, um, it had nothing to do with the show, but she was great. And the girls were great. And I think each of them had like, I remember they were all kind of separate at the same time because they were all finding their, their stride and who they were as individual women. And, uh, and that's a, that's what I can say about that cast. They, you know, it was great. So you did also, I think what, Married with, Mary with Children, Quantum Leap. Uh... Quantum Leap was my favorite. Quantum Leap was my favorite. Scott Bakula, who starred in Quantum Leap, is from St. Louis. And I used to grow up watching him perform live musicals and, and theater in, in St. Louis and Kirkwood, Missouri. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to be like him. That was like what I looked up to at different times in my life. And, um, and then I got to meet him through mutual friends in Los Angeles many, many years later. And the, the time came where I auditioned for Quantum Leap. And they said, you're hired. Like, they gave it to me in the office that day. And I <laughs> showed up for a fitting four days later. And it was right near the set where they were filming the previous episode of Quantum Leap. And they wrapped that scene. And I saw Scott look at me. He goes, what are you doing here, man? And I said, well, what are you doing here? This is going to be my set next week. And he's great. We just had the best time. And it was a good story. That one was a really good story. So, um, so you get into New York theater, uh-huh. one of your things that you did, you were the understudy for you, Jackman? No, the correct, the correct role that I was cast was the standby for Hugh standby. Jackman. So tell, tell us what the difference is. What, what does that mean? You were the standby. <clears throat> so when you do a play or a musical, uh, you have, you, you hire someone to be an understudy. So, uh, an understudy, then moves up from their track 
if they're in the cast. And what the standby is basically there for is to not, in case the star is out, no one gets disrupted in the other tracks because I just step into the star's track. Because I, I was never on stage. And I, I, I say never loosely because I covered four roles, uh, all standby roles. So I was sort of opposite Hugh a couple of different times, but I really, um, it was pretty amazing. I, I learned so much from him. I watched him. I studied what he did. I, he was, he's the, he's the greatest, he's the greatest performer. He's really, um, he knows how to just offer love freely and openly. And I actually got to thank him about that. Um, I wrote him a letter just, at the top of 2021 and I had told him I said to him you know I've had a couple of knocks by life this year really hard knocks and um and then I always think what would Jackman do like that's my like little go-to line and I just said that to him because he really always made it so easy and so uh, carefree to be there for somebody or to help them out or to give the love to not just one person in the cast but the whole cast the whole theater the audience the people at the stage door everything just so he actually taught me a lot that year so he also went into producing uh shows um priscilla queen in the desert mm -hmm. and finian's rainbow the revival of that yeah those are the only those are the only uh what i can say is those are my only two um uh um beginner producing periods everything else i had to find on my own um but it was, uh, it fell on my path. I really wasn't expecting to do it. Um, a friend of mine was producing a play. He had written a play and I was asked to come in and help him raise money for uh, the theater and to find a way to get the invitations out to a lot of people in the community. And that was kind of easy for me. It was also kind of easy because it was Meryl Streep and her two, two of her children. And that was kind of cool. And I walked out on stage and I said, welcome please turn your cell phones off and enjoy the show. And the next day the phone lit up and I was not aware of what I had to do for, um, for this uh, show. And I just called people and I said, okay, so they're asking me to do such and such. And they said, Oh no, no, don't do that. Kevin. They'll never, they'll never buy the show. Then do this, this, and this. And I'm like, are you sure? Cause the other, per I mean, I had to kind of like just go on instinct. Um, and I, yeah, I cherish those days. I I'm, I'm probably a really much better producer than anything else I do. Not to take away from my creative juices with singing or acting, but if I lead from acting, if I lead from singing, I, I'm, I feel like I'm just another person who is in that field. But something about leading from a place of producing in my life, I feel like that things, I, I have, a, things have a better opportunity to arrest my heart and spirit because I'm looking at them through a different lens. And when I can go to that place and I'm drawn to it or I can't turn away from the topic or the, or the contents or the, or the performance, that's when I know I have to do it. And, um, and I have that feeling of, of course about roles and, and songs and performing that way, but it's the, it's the story. It's the, uh, it's that those are the core things that I really like to oh my God, this has to be told. And that's kind of how After Forever came about, so. Right, which won an Emmy for. Um, speaking of singing, you recorded- oh, how wait, many wait, 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 wait. We won four Emmys. 
Well, I know you won an Emmy for your acting for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, right? I, I joke it. I joke when someone yeah. says, you won an Emmy, didn't you? Yes, four, but who's counting? I can, I can say that. <laughs> and for CDs, was you, you know, you sing and you perform. How many yeah. CDs have you recorded? Oh, just one. <laughs> just one? I just one. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's probably a few more in me, and they'll come at a time when I'm not so focused on um, on After Forever and Now Days of Our Lives. The schedule has really so wonderfully, and, and I'm so grateful. It's just sort of inflated again, and that's been such a, a joy. Um, but I have a couple of different shows that I'd like to do, and I think that will, um, that will of course, lead to. I, I say shows. I, I go like an evening of, of cabaret or a performance of certain authors um, and composers, but that'll lead to an CD, I'm sure. I'm hopeful. So, so speaking of Days of Our Lives, you started in 1997? Mm-hmm. I had a two-day so rule. I had a two-day rule in 1997, and uh, I went home after the first day in Fran Bascom, our, our dearly departed uh, casting director. She said... Um, she called me up at 10 o'clock and I thought, why is the casting director calling me at 10 o'clock? What did I do? I was really nervous. And she goes, Kevin, the producer just called me, Tom Langan, and he really loved what you did today. Go back tomorrow and do it again. And I went, oh, okay. And that's all I knew. And I didn't know anything except what I did that day by going in to, into the set, into the character. I wanted to... I remember being on stage that day and I said, what would it be like if I was here all the time? And that voiceless voice came in very loud. And I remember thinking, no, I just might do something like this, or I maybe would condense this over here into this area. And I would do that uh, part of the scene with some sort of other, um, I don't know, I'm making stuff up. But I, I remember studying that moment because it came so loudly in my head. And I said, this is your job. This is your set. You belong here. And eight month, uh, seven months later, they called me back after those two days that I'd done prior. And they said, we want to offer you a three-year contract. And that turned into eight years. So that was really kind of, um, that was really um, a gift, a real gift. And of course... Can I jump into the spoiler of why I came back? Because the, the voiceless voice had something to do with it there, too. Go um, right ahead. Uh, so Michael Slade, my late collaborator for On After Forever, uh, season one, 2019, three years ago today. That's so wild. Um, we were saying our speech, uh, our speeches for all the awards. And uh, that day, we also made history on becoming the first LGBTQ-themed drama that had won five Emmys across any platform. And we were just, we were on cloud nine. It was so cool. And then I ran into uh, the head writer of Days of Our Lives, Ron Calvary, and he said, congratulations, Kevin. This was, this was wonderful. I'm really proud of you. And he sort of like took off. And I heard that voice again say, he's going to bring you back. Only you're going to come out as a gay man. Now, after forever, gay thematic, it's a love story between two men. However, it's really a universal theme about loss and healing. So you see what you want to see. You learn what you want to learn from any particular uh, piece of uh, 
theater or film, but I just heard that voice loud and clear. Oh, he's going to bring you back someday. And sure enough, they did for that reason. And it was, that was a fun ride. That was a fun ride. Right. And then so. it's good that you get to connect with uh, your co-stars again, Patrika and Nadia, and you get oh, to be with them again. Yeah, we're having, well, it just ended. <laughs> It was it was a limited engagement, but it was really um oh had so much fun. And so Days of Our Lives film it films like what six months in advance, right? I think they were actually a little further along before COVID, and now um I think they're about five or five, something like that ahead. And I'm sure as time goes by, they'll keep adding a show or two ahead, and they'll become nine and ten and twelve months. So will you speak to any of your uh, co-stars yesterday after the nominations come out? Are you close with some of them? Um, you're going to, I'm, I'm such a bad, bad boy. I'm a bad days of our lives family member. Um, yesterday was actually quite a heavy day for me with um, my series after forever. Uh, so COVID had come along and we did not get to do season three as we had planned to do last, these last two weeks. So I was in New York doing some location scouting and raising some more money. And that was back to normal. But yesterday was the day where I had to return 150 million phone calls. I had to get some papers signed. I had to do so much stuff. And I was really kind of like dozing because I had come in the night before from New York. So I, I replied to the email that went to everybody. And I said, congratulations to everyone. So Kevin, do you have a website that people could check you out on i do kevin um facebook it's at kevin spiritus um i think that's the same for insta and there's also um the after forever after forever the series.com that's where i really kind of dump everything for um business and uh because that's Always going to relate to after forever. Everything I'm doing right now is after forever. So right. So when you come to New York to perform, you ever perform at Fifty Four Below? I have actually. Um, two of the producers and um, two of my really wonderful friends and supporters, uh, Dane Levins and Drew Desky, uh, two wonderful gentlemen who met me at a salon, singing and raising money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, and I just thought this was, I should come back to New York, if nothing else, to do this, because it was so great to, people didn't know you, some of them didn't know you, you're standing around a piano in this penthouse apartment overlooking the park, and it was just magical. So I came back to New York. What did you ask me? You asked me... About uh, performing at 54 Below. So Dane and Drew, I, that's the long story. Dane and Drew, every year for Broadway Cares, they met me at, at one of these... Um, salons that I sang at and every year Monday following Thanksgiving we have this huge uh, Broadway uh, performer studied cast some people are recording artists um, but we really get a great uh, conglomeration of people and I not only sing two songs I I play the host as well I do the MC, and we just have a big funny time and the Ginger martinis are flowing and we're just doing it all. And yes, I, I like that space a lot. I really do. And there's also 
Um, it's the symphony space. It's at stage 96 and Broadway. I love that theater stage too. Well, Kevin, it was a pleasure to meet you and I'm glad you came on the show today. Thank you for having me. So uh, check out Kevin and his websites and for all our Days of Our Lives fans every day. Hopefully he'll be back on Days of Our Lives for more. Yeah. Something will come up. And on NBC and for all the Days of Our Lives fans, don't forget the daytime Emmys are Friday, June 24th at 9 p.m. on CBS if you are rooting for all your Days of Our Lives fan characters. Yay! Thank you for having me. So I'm John Contratti, and thank you for listening to another episode of Up Next. Mm-hmm.